You're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Roseanne by Mohanad El-Shiki. Uh, today's episode, Roseanne, written by Mohanad El-Shiki. All right, all right, all right. Hi, everybody. What is Specscript? Let me tell you. I'm Chris Hotomy. I'm one of your hosts and producers. The other host and producer is... Shane Hosey. I'm over here. Hey, he's a real hot boy. Yep. Because it's really hot. It's like 85 degrees. Fucking pig. Um, Specscript is a live podcast where people read a script written by a funny person. And that script is of a TV show. And that funny person has never seen that TV show. Uh, So today's episode is Roseanne, written by the esteemed Mohanad El-Shiki. Say hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mo, what do you know about Roseanne? Uh, I know she's racist. (laughs) (laughs) And a maniac. Yeah. 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 Follow her on Twitter, please. (laughs) Didn't she block you or? No, she hasn't yet. That's <sighs> that's my next project. <laughs> um, and what we're doing right now is largely for the recorded thing. You amazing, beautiful people here have already seen a lot of these performers. You know what we look like. But we do a fun little intro thing where, for our podcast listeners, we say the name, our names, the character we are playing, and what our favorite fictional mom is. Uh, so, let me start as an example. Um, hi. Uh, my name is Chris Hotomy. I am playing the character June. Uh, but it's crazy because it's May right now. Am I right? <laughs> All right? Are you right? I feel bad now. Oh. Uh, and my favorite fictional mother uh, whew, has to be, has to be uh, Linda Hamilton uh, playing uh, the one and only Sarah Connor. Uh, great mother. Yeah. That or the dinosaur mom from uh, Land Before Time. Good mom. Woo! Yeah. Woo! You fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of took two big ones. So, <laughs> screw you, Chris. Yeah, dinosaurs are huge. <laughs> hey, I'm Lydia Manning. Uh, I'm playing the role of Lydia the nurse and team... And my favorite fictional mom, uh, another Linda, Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. I am so sorry, but at least I didn't take two. Hi, everyone. My name is Shilpa Joshi, and I'm playing the character Darlene. And um, I was going to say Linda Belcher. I do love her, but my favorite fictional... See, she's not fictional, but Rihanna is sort of (laughs) everyone's... Fight, fight me on this later, but she's everyone's mom. Okay, she's definitely my mom. Okay, bye. Hello, uh, my name is Shannon Sales. I'll be reading the part of Mary Connor. And my favorite fictional mom, surprising no one, is Morticia Adams. My name is Tiffany McGuire. I am playing the very elemental part of Dr. Bernard in Roseanne. Um, my favorite fictional mom is uh, the mom from Fresh Prince, who is lost but not forgotten. 
My name is Zoe Proval. I'll be playing Dawn. And my favorite... <laughs> my favorite fictional mom, I think, is Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development. Uh, I'm Allie Rheingold. I will be playing Roseanne. And uh, this was a tough question, I don't know. But I, I like the mom uh, played by Amy Poehler in Mean Girls. And she's just like, hey, girls, and give it, like, has a big glass of wine. Uh, my name is Mohana Delchichi, and I'm playing DJ. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, my favorite fictional mom. I don't even know her name, but it's the mom from Game of Thrones, the Stark mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Catelyn. Yeah. She dies, Catelyn Stark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, while what? she lasted. Yeah. yeah, if you're not caught up, then that's on you. I'm still on episode one. Yeah. She dies in season three, episode uh, nine. Listen to the spec script episode of Game of Thrones, episode eight, written by Natalie Holt. Real good, uh, real good. Lydia Manning's debut episode. <laughs> All right, well, my name is Rose Sherman, and I am playing Jackie. And this might be a little obscure, so bear with me, but I think my favorite uh, fictional mom is from The Office. It's Pam's mom. Uh, sorry if this is a spoiler alert. She does date Michael, and it is the worst thing that ever happened to her. And I just, I really deeply sympathize with her. So, yeah, it's got to be her. My name's Tate. I'm playing Becky. Uh, my favorite TV mom is Kitty Foreman. Uh, yeah, she's really sweet and nice and cool, and she drinks a lot. She's a lot like my mom. <laughs> and I'm Shane Hosey. I'll be playing the narrator, and my favorite fictional mom is the mom from Dinosaurs. <laughs> Fran Sinclair. Yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> Those are some good moms. I'm disappointed that no one picked Jennifer Lawrence's character, woman, <laughs> from Darren Aronofsky's movie, Mother. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's in the title. She's a mother. Let it go, Chris. I have, I, I have only one more day to make this joke. <laughs> Until next year. <laughs> Mother's Day, the day when Chris makes jokes about the movie Mother. Uh, yeah, right. so that has been our amazing cast. <laughs> Give it up for them. <laughs> All right. And now let's start Roseanne with the official theme song. Yeah. Woo! By Woo. Tate Coon. Uh, this is uh, called Roseanne. It, uh, you might, uh, might recognize it a little bit as a song that Sting sings, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, the 
everybody. Please keep it going. Give it up. Give it I up. thought Tiffany was going to die. <laughs> uh, take Coon again. Give it up. All right. All right. All right. Now, let us start. Roseanne, written by Mohanad Elshiki. Give it up. Roseanne by Nohana Delshiki. Scene one. The Connors, a small blue-collar family that lives in one of the most notorious cities in America, Beaverton, Oregon. <laughs> like everyone else, the Connors have got used to the reality they are currently living in. Things haven't been going well the past few years, and the apocalyptic future they have always feared is now their present. Welcome to the year 2019. <laughs> Things have changed a lot since President Pence and the First Mother... <laughs> took over the White House, but one thing remains the same. Roseanne Connor, a woman who never stopped fighting for what is right. Dinner is ready! What did you make? I have made shut the fuck up and come see for yourself. It's a vegan dish. <laughs> Roseanne, you're such a delight. No, you are a delight. No, you are. Weird sexual tension. Roseanne and Don love to make sure that everyone knows that although they are old, they still fuck. Darlene enters the room and silently sits at the table. Wait, what? Is this avocado toast? How'd you manage to get avocados? The government made it illegal after Mike Pence claimed that it is the liberals' food. I know a person. Well, ask your person if they can get us some LaCroix. Too dangerous and also hard to find. It's like the kale of the beverages world. LaCroix tastes like the only soft drink they'd allow in a dystopian future where no one is allowed to have emotions. You taste like a dystopian future. Oh, do I? I'll have to see for myself. Ew, 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 ew! Ew, indeed. The doorbell rings and Becky Connor comes running downstairs. Becky opens the door and to her surprise, it's DJ. DJ has spent the past seven months serving at a military base by the borders of Canada. He was protecting the wall. The wall that Canada built and made the U.S. pay for. <laughs> DJ was supposed to serve there for even after the right watch claimed him as a knight. <laughs> so what is he doing here? DJ, I thought we will ne we'd never see you again. Did they let you leave? No, I escaped. I couldn't take it anymore. I thought the military was going to be more fun. Like, what happened to invading other countries for economic gains and destabilizing them? Now we are protecting a wall between us and nice America. You were a dumb fuck, just like your dad. What? I was never in the military. Because you were useless. Well, I see that you two haven't changed. Shut the fuck up and come eat. We've got avocados. <laughs> avocados? My buddy Jeremiah tried to sneak avocados to the base, and they caught him and sent him to the colonies. What colonies? Wastelands with depressing CGI all around for dramatic effects. Okay, dope. Swag. Soup's radical. The millennial speak continued for three more minutes with forced laughter tracks between each sentence. <laughs> Scene two. Not so far from the notorious city of Beaverton lays the city best known as the Cradle of the Revolution, the Beirut of the Pacific Northwest, the Cairo of the West Coast, and the Benghazi of America. Vancouver, Washington. 
Jackie Harris and her sleeper cell resides there. This political climate is everything she fought against since day one. To her, this is the worst scenario possible, and now she needs a way to get over to her sister's house. Will she be able to do so? Okay, team, it's time. Yes, it's time. We've been planning on this for months now. We can no longer stay here. We gotta cross the borders and travel there to Sweden. We love Swedish fish. And Ikea. Don't forget that. With socialism comes an infinite amount of meatballs. I don't even like meat, but maybe I'll give it a try. Okay, can we actually focus on the mission now? Yeah, yeah, the mission. I talked to Roseanne and she said that DJ will come pick us up. <laughs> DJ, isn't that the military guy? No, thank you. He's a good guy. Let's give him a chance. Giving men a chance is how we ended up in this mess, Jackie. Ugh, <laughs> uh, okay, fair. Okay, enough with the woke talk. What's the plan? Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. We will meet here. Be ready. Don't be late. We literally live in a basement all together, Jackie. Where else are we gonna be? I hate everything. <laughs> Jackie finishes talking to herself. Yes, that is correct. There was no one in the basement with her. She... <laughs> She's been there all alone for the past few months, hearing voices and responding to them. It's the voices of all her friends she once had but are no longer here. They have already moved to Sweden. <laughs> Scene three. It's Sunday morning, which means one thing. It's the Lord's Day. And in the Connor house, that means one thing. A day off, which they spend indoors, where they make pies and blast Childish Cambino. The only Lord and Savior we want and need, but don't deserve. Church is not mandatory yet, which is great because the Connor family is Muslim. Well, they weren't until the travel ban happened and then they converted to Islam in solidarity. Or at least, that was what Becky posted on social media. I made pie! What kind of pie? Shut your mouth and fucking eat pie! God damn it, Roseanne. Your granddaughter's here. It's okay, Grandpa. She has said worst. You here? Now come take a piece. Can I have two? No, only one. That's not enough. I need two. Grandpa! She is right. Doctor's orders. You've got to watch your health. Yes, Dr. Bernard. Remember him? Here we go again. Dr. Bernard. Now she's going to start yapping about the dumb story she's been telling everyone. What story? It's not a dumb story. Mary, your grandpa has died one time before and came back to life a few days after. You're crazy. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong, Grandma. You did die one time, and Dr. Bernard brought you back. Now come eat a slice of this fucking pie and shut the fuck up! Don eats one slice, then he eats another, and then eats the whole pie. Don loves pie! Becky and Darlene were sitting by the TV watching a knockoff version of their favorite show, favorite now-canceled show, Queer Eye. What are you guys watching? We're watching Bro Eye. <laughs> Bro Eye? Yes, it's like Queer Eye, but with five straight dudes who act like total bros. Who the hell watches that? Uh, bros? Yeah, now they're taking Chad to buy him t-shirts that read Supreme and True Religion on them. Are those clothing brands? They used to be. Now they're literally shirts that Catholics and white supremacists wear. <laughs> Hence, True Religion and Supreme. That's all they've got to wear after Polo closed its factories. Now Tony, the bro-eye cook, is teaching Chad how to make disgusting shit that drunk people eat. Yeah, and after that, they'll, they'll redesign his room. It will mostly be Metallica posters on the walls with no frame and enough closet space for his baggy shorts. Just like the college days. You've never been to college. I did for a semester. You lying piece of shit. You're a lying piece of shit. Oh, am I? Oh, yes, you are. You are. No, you are. <laughs> Awkward sexual tension. 
The kids leave the room in disgust. Speaking of Chad, there is a country in Africa named Chad. <laughs> Gentrification is wild. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> Scene four. Roseanne and Don are in bed now. Roseanne was feeling a bit sick after dinner. It must be the four slices of pie and the second pie she made. Roseanne loves pie. We need to find a way to leave the country. Jackie said that she knows someone who can get us to Sweden, and boy, oh boy, do I love Swedish pancakes. My sister is a lunatic. Well, she is, but she is our only hope. I don't trust her. I do. She lives in Vancouver, Roseanne. Vancouver. Oh, for fuck's sake. Vancouver is great. They've got Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> is that the place where the waiters do a group dance? Well, yeah, they used to. Now they just yell verses from the Bible every 20 minutes at people while they eat food. Delightful. Anyway, as I said, Jackie will come tomorrow at 8 a.m. and we will... Roseanne stops talking suddenly. She's gasping for air. She falls off the bed. Don calls an ambulance. They put him on hold. They're playing the Russian national anthem. It's 20 minutes long. The ambulance finally comes to the house. They take Roseanne to the hospital where she remains in ICU for three days. Her family has been sitting in the waiting room this whole time, not being able to see her. Is Grandma okay? What? Was it the pie? She loves pie. She'll be fine. To be fair, the pie was to die for. Dad, she will be okay. Nothing will happen to her. She's eaten more pie in the past. It must be something else. The doctor's heading their way. Suspense. He says he has something to tell the family, but they need to be sitting down. And commercial break. Classic American TV drama. This episode was brought to you by Squarespace. <clears throat> and we're back. Is she okay, Dr. Bernard? Okay is a subjective turn. Is anything okay? Does anything in life matter? Time, money, family. <laughs> there are so many questions here that we need an answer <laughs> for in life. Dr. Bernard? Yeah, she's fine. She just woke up. We put her in an induced coma to try to figure out what was wrong. Wait, what's an induced coma? Have you watched The Big Sick? Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon? No. Never mind. Rosanna's fine. She might sound a bit different. Different? What do you mean? Have you watched The West World before? <laughs> no. What the fuck do you even watch? The Office. The British version? No, The Good Office. Everyone follows Dr. Bernard into the room. Roseanne is laying on the bed with a nurse sitting beside her. As you can see, Roseanne is fine. She's resting now. Nurse Lydia can tell you more. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> what? Uh, I am Groot. <laughs> oh, you've watched the latest Avengers movie? No, not covered under movie pass. Well, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, the last word Gru says before he disappears was dad. <laughs> I hate Thanos. Thanos is a fine man. There are good people on both sides of that movie. Okay. Oh, Roseanne is waking up. Go say hi to her. Mom, can you hear me? I'm glad you're alive. All lives matter. <laughs> Wait, what? We need to build a wall. Mom, are you okay? Ma. Ma Maga! No! no! Scene five. 
It's been a week since Roseanne was taken home. She's been behaving differently. The sweet, liberal, loud Roseanne has now become a conspiracy theorist with a Twitter account. The family is trying to get the phone out of Roseanne's hands. She's already made tweets this morning about John McCain asking Mike Pence not to come to his funeral. He's been doing, he's been doing this every year and still not dying. Weird. Mom, you need to stop this. This is getting out of control. You don't have to agree with Pence, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything everyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independence of thought. Dragon energy? You barely leave the couch, Mom. When my daughter acts out, she actually says afterwards, I just want to hear you say I love you more. None of us have ever said that. I need to meet with Larry from Google. You need to take your meds and stop. I want to see a tour with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Rap isn't even allowed since last year. You're ruining this family, Mom. The world is our family. Mom, we need to discuss your behavior. I really appreciate this dialogue with John Legend because I am actually very empathetic. Okay, okay, we are done here. I I am nice at ping pong. Scene six. It's 5 a.m. and there's a loud noise outside. The family's woken up and they are now gr- gathered in the basement. Is it the secret police? Did they find out about the avocados? Or did they hear them play This Is America by Childish Gambino? DJ decides to open the door, which is something he's not used to do. He's not used to do. His whole training in the military was about closing doors in the face of immigrants. <laughs> the family can hear the familiar voice behind the door. The door opens, and surprise, it's Aunt Jackie with a friend. Aunt Jackie, we thought you died. I did not, you piece of shit. Move away from me. (laughs) Aunt Jackie, what happened? We thought we were told that you were dead. It was all over Fox News. Well, DJ was supposed to pick me up, but instead he sent men to kill me. What? DJ? No, 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 no. I did not do that. (laughs) You did. Ask my friend June here. Under his eye, we've been sent good weather. Jesus, June, you don't have to talk this way. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, Yeah, DJ tried to kill us. He's one of them. It's a government conspiracy. The universe has a plan. I knew that TMZ would be awesome. (laughs) Huh? Did the incel movement get Roseanne, too? Incel movement? June knows. June can explain everything for you. This is not Roseanne. DJ is not a good person. This is bigger than all of us. All of us. And commercial break. A word from our sponsor... Geico. <laughs> Final scene. The family is gathered in the living room. Don is sitting in the corner and acting weird. DJ is terrified. Darlene is urging Jackie to speak. Is what she's about to say going to change Beaverton, Oregon forever? Probably not. Beaverton never changes. People came to my house and tried to take me and my team, but I managed to run away. She means the voices in her head. There is no team. I can fucking hear you talking over us. Shut the fuck up for a second. Sorry. Also, plot twist, the narrator is one of them. I have a team. The narrator is literally trying to change the narrative because he has been hired by the Pence family to convince women that they are crazy so they'd stop fighting back. What is happening here? Dad, do you understand what's happening here? Don't talk to him. He's one of them. Roseanne is one of them, too. I know your mom and dad. They are currently at the colonies, the place that I've just escaped. What are you talking about, you weirdo? (laughs) Oh, you know what I'm talking about, Don. Or should I say, Don the host? Stop hiding behind that face mask. What mask? (laughs) 
<laughs> you are crazy. You are probably one of those crazy feminists. <laughs> Stop. Dad, why are you talking this way? I don't go down on my wife. We the best. DJ Colin. Freeze all motor functions. What, what happened to Grandma and Grandpa? Why did they both stop moving? These are not your grandparents, at least not the ones you knew. See, darling, this was the plan from the beginning. Last year, when you thought that Don died and he was rushed to the hospital, it was due to something DJ put in his drink that made him sick. Yeah, they did that to me, too. Once you get to the hospital, they take you to the ICU, then ship you to the colonies. You are replaced by a copy, a robot that looks and talks exactly like you, but with more alt-right ideas. They wanted to create a world where you either agree with them and live your life by their rules, or they take you away. We can't let that happen. We gotta take democracy back. When your mom got sick, she did because Robot Dawn, or as I like to say, Robo Dawn, uh, <laughs> put something in her food. Was it a pie? Grandma loves pies. Was it a good pie? Cherry pie. Anything left? Plenty. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the topic here, okay? Uh, your grandma was replaced at the hospital with a less sophisticated robot. It's a knockoff version from Russia, known as a bot. DJ, did you know about all this? How could you do this to us, to our family? Darlene, I was tired, okay? I was very tired. <laughs> I'm done with putting this fake mask of a progressive white man. Living with a liberal family has been hell. I am tired of this performative allyship. At least I'm brave enough to admit it. People of color and women were never nice to me. Incel was the only group that truly understood and accepted me. It's time to take our country back from them. I'm tired of them taking jobs. What jobs? You worked at Hot Topic and got fired for stealing Jurassic Park-themed shirts, you weirdo. Also, women and people of color don't owe you shit, you racist fuck. Uh, I have one black friend. Kanye is not your friend. <laughs> Enough! Enough with this now. I know a person. She will get you to the colonies, and she will help you get Roseanne and Dawn back. As for DJ... I'll take care of him. You can't do shit. Oh, watch me. Narrator, I allow you to speak one last time. Be quick. Thank you. June pulls out a gun from her purse. DJ tries to fight her, but she knocks him out. The Connors and Aunt Jackie start walking to the truck, waiting for them outside. They're headed on a mission, a mission to gather their family back again. Uh, did, did someone bring any of the pie? Oh, you know it. I would never leave him home without a pie. I love pie. Grandma loves pie, too. Oh, my God. Run, run, run. They're coming from all around. No, how did they know? Like every good American show, this will end on a cliffhanger! Yeah. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. dun dun dun! This is Roseanne, but we go into the <laughs> Yeah, oh, fading. That has been Spec Very brave of him to come out as an incel. Uh, 
Very noble. Uh, uh, that, that has been a fun show. Please give it up for everyone you have seen uh, and heard on this show. You got Lydia Manning. Uh, you got Shupa Joshi. You got Zoe Fraval. Yeah. You got. So I skipped some people. <laughs> yeah, okay. You got Shannon Sales. This is why I don't do this part. This is Tiffany McGuire. You got Allie Rheingold. Of course, your author, Spahn Al Shiki, and he told me to skip, but I didn't. Rose Sherman. Tate Coon. Give it up for her. Shane Hosey. Yeah. That's the one I remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Sean Hosea. Yeah. Well, that's what they tell me on the phone when they're telemarketers. Uh, I've been Chris Hottamy. Give it up for Shannon Hunt. Uh, She's really cool. Uh, Give it up for Give it up for uh, Aaron Michael Walker. He recorded us on video, so there's multimedia. He's a great man. Our man in the sound moves, Ryan. yeah, uh, it's a fun. This is, Spectrum is a podcast. Uh, you know this. You can listen to it again once it's released in one to ten months. Uh, it'll be uh, yeah. Uh, whenever I get a new computer, um, I hey anyway. Uh, and it's gonna it's on the River City Podcast Federation. It's a podcast network you can listen to. We got a lot of fun shows coming out. We got a lot of fun touring shows. There's a lot in the future of Specscript that's going to be amazing. Uh, this is our first one in Portland done without the traitor, Kyle McCormick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boo! boo! We love you, Kyle. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, we're going to be, we're going to have Specscripts, you know, here, we're going to have them in June, we're going to have them in July, we're going to have them in August, we're going to have them in Salem, we're going to hopefully have one in San Francisco, we're going to have one in Olympia, we're going to have one in New Hampshire, oh, no, we're going to have one in Iowa, we're going to have one all the way to Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Come to our next live episode, August 12th, at Laura Ann Whitley Writes Entourage. Hollywood, bro. 